Roll it. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag. Look at the clock on the wall. It's time to let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here along with Jeremy Smith and Blessing Mbofu. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about blog editing or being an editor of a blog, um, especially when it comes to multi, multi-writer multi kind of stuff. When it's your own, uh, you're, you're living in a vacuum, essentially, right? Um, consistency, style, even proofreading, like inherently it's all the same person, right? So... Yeah, pretty straightforward and obvious. But when you're talking about multiple authors uh, in the situation of Church Mag, um, for example, but also your church and ministry sites, right? Like you have a blog, um, and a lot of times you're going to have multiple authors, right? In a church scenario, you might have multiple pastors. You might have some different leaders um, who who are you know are, are adding their voice into the mix. Or you're a ministry, and you have a blog post that's touching on different issues, and you might have you know something you know something from the from the, the the head of the organization, or you might have somebody who's doing social outreach or whatever. I've also seen in situations with nonprofit organizations where they do have a blog and there's not an actual author attributed. It's kind of like this is the organization's blog post, right? As if the organization wrote it itself, right? Um, but again, that's usually going to be written by more than likely more than one person. If it's one person for a period of time, you know, maybe someone else takes over that position that's written by somebody else. And so the editing process for that is a little bit different than editing your own. Um, from my experience with Church Mag, historically speaking, I often really just looked at formatting, right? Uh, my big thing was formatting. Like you, you know, different rules about bold and italicized and the the way the subheadings are the the right uh, HTML, you know, H3 tags and then a certain style of capitalization and same with the title and there were you know how you cited an image and how a YouTube video was handled. So I had all these formatting things so that while the voice um, and there were some style choices, right? If you used certain words I might would change them uh, or how how do you spell internet? Do you use a capital I or not? Are you spelling Mailchimp correctly? Um, branding names are a little bit easier, but um, there are there are some decisions and styles and things that you do need you need to uh, you want to have consistent. When you have multiple authors, you you want there to be some cohesion. And um, when I when I edited for Church Mag, that was that was the glue that I created to hold all the different style, all the different mosaics together to create one picture was that basic frame and format. So when you're reading something Jeremy wrote or something I wrote or something Phil wrote, although it did have their style, whether it be the images or the way they wrote or the length or, you know, whatever it might, you know, the, the, the scope, right. The, the focus, um, the formatting was consistent. Okay, the formatting was consistent in that sense. So that was my style. Even to the point of like the subheadings, the the featured images that go with it, the length of it in the sense that you'd ha- ask them to break it down into um, yes. several posts in the series, as well as even just sometimes kind of the flavor of 
the actual content and trying to kind of push them to go a little bit one way or the other and challenge. I mean, there were times where I would write on something like this would actually have a really good youth ministry application or, or could you tie that into something even before I started writing? I think that helped a lot too. That's true. <laughs> That's good memory, Jeremy. <laughs> I did do that. Even, even, the, even the flow of like throughout the week, like you would have a post every single day, but you always kind of kept the weekends kind of lighter. And so you'd have those scheduled way out if we had a bunch of those. And then when we got the serious ones going throughout the week, you'd have those kind of hit that so that we just have that consistency throughout. Yeah, that is true. I, I would often take like if Phil had like, hey, guys, I have this 3000 word or 2000 word thing. What what do you want to do? I'd be like, well, let's break it down to three to five hundred word bits or bytes, you know, something a little bit more, you know. So so you're right that the, the post length was was fairly consistent there for a while as well so yeah so these are the many different things to that uh that you consider right some different things i love (laughs) i love that you remember those jeremy those were better than the points that i remember me doing (laughs) well i feel like that made an impact on me as far as like how i go i mean i'm a kinesthetic learner i i have to do it the same way every single time so when you taught me how to do it that first time it was just like okay from now on for all articles i write for the internet this is how I'm going to do it until someone teaches me a better way and has a good reason to do that. For the internet. For the internet. Maybe, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say I would say the ebook writing and then long form writing is a little bit differently overall. Less subheads, more context for a whole paragraph or section, and then chapter, and so you have to kind of have the flow a little bit differently. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a staunch believer that that. Being a blogger is not the same as being a writer, and that's not to put blogging. I'm not. This isn't a level. This isn't a hierarchical situation. This is a medium situation. How you handle the medium of a book and how you handle the medium of a blog are are very different, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 And and uh, and so I never got that, Eric. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? No, I mean so. that might just account for how good of a writer you are, a blogger you are. Uh, blessing when 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 you when okay, I used the analogy a little bit ago about the mosaic. Yeah. Um, that's how you had to think of a multi-site blog. So Jeremy had his particular pieces of of color and style and shape and design, right? And you did as well, and so. Um, yours was situated a little bit differently. Ne- your your pieces were never long enough. Like Phil, like Phil can write a flipping piece. I mean, the guy can write yeah, a chapter. Yeah. Okay, Phil, we need um, you back, like, you, dude. Right? Back? You you um your duration, your length was never never warranted. And you also early on picked up on the fact that we would do series. So sometimes you'd be like, I have a series. So they were naturally broken up, right? And then your style of writing, you, <laughs> uh, behind the curtain here, um, your pieces usually would fall on like a Tuesday or Wednesday, sometimes Thursday, not very often. Uh, publication day. If you look back at your pieces, you'll see where they fell. Usually on those days, because uh, so I was like, I was like the Thursday guy. Well, sometimes <laughs> not not usually. Usually Jeremy was a Thursday with a video post because Thursdays are good uh-huh. video post days. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. uh, well, Fridays m- might be better, but Friday was snack pack, so it made more sense to have it on a Thursday. You know, you get towards the week, you know, something nice, enjoyable that you can just chill out and take a moment and watch the video because they require and Friday, yeah. 
Uh, exactly, exactly. Because you you maybe miss Thursday, you jump on Friday. There it is, right? So, but Tuesday and Tuesdays and Wednesdays uh, would be the sometimes Monday. I don't know. Just it just kind of depends. But but your your content was always earlier in the week um, because it was it was more theological. It was more. Uh, it was thicker. It was thicker content. If that makes sense more philosophical i mean look at look at your series and titles it's it's nothing it's it's usually it's serious yeah. stuff usually i try to I, I try to stay away from that but it just keeps following me so <laughs> yeah it's fine yeah, so, so i mean when you so i mean did you ever have moments because because you, you i mean this is a i think our context is a little different from uh you know, say a church or an organization, but just, I mean, before going that far, when you, how did you decide? um, Because, well, maybe I'm now getting into my own head because one of the things that I'm wrestling with at the moment, um, maybe wrestling is not the best word, but one of the things I'm trying to work through is I'm thinking about when I look at a piece, right? Um, the formatting, I think we need to actually go back to your guidelines because I think they were great. Um, uh, <laughs> and just say, hey, guys, remember, you know, H3 tags. Um, well, that's just you know, it. And- there, there comes a point. There comes a point blessing <laughs> where you that's what you just do. You just do that. Because yeah, like, yeah, you know, sometimes I would I would raise my hand and say, guys, we need to do this differently. Cause like Jeremy, yeah. if you tell Jeremy, uh-huh. like Jeremy will do it that way. Like he said, he'll do it that way forever. <laughs> I will permanently yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, yeah, yeah. you're just so grateful <laughs> to finally get the content out of them. You don't want to create yeah. any roadblocks <laughs> okay. to yeah. prevent them. Yeah, yeah. Right. With you yeah, blessing, yeah. I noticed that uh-huh. sometimes you would pick up on formatting without me saying a word. Like uh-huh. you apparently would investigate it or look, I don't know, <laughs> Did I, but it was just magically correct. Yeah. Well, or maybe you notice what I changed. I don't know. Well, there, there were times I tried to do that where I tried to kind of go back and see what changes did you make? Um, I think that's partly because I know I've known the pain of need, like of, of having to edit, uh, other people's work, not in a bad way, but like just thinking about how can I make it easier yeah, down well, the line. I said, th- there's one thing, well, to make it, then that is a good point, Blessing. And you have to really weigh that out because on one hand, when you have people writing content for a, a blog, you know, a group publication like that, if you don't want to create unneeded obstacles and hurdles that will prevent content from being created. I much, I had the philosophy of I'd rather have to spend extra time writing or editing the content. If that means that you'll write more often because you know, it's making it easier for them to be awesome because that's what ultimately as an editor or a leader, your job is to do is to help people be awesome. So if that was a way we could do it, great. There were some like like Jeremy, like Jeremy just wants to know how to do it. So if you could tell him to switch it up or change it or do do it this way or that way, like mm-hmm. he that was that would help him create content, right? He wouldn't have to decide how do I do this cuz you told him. I mean, even even to the point of the what the very first do you remember what the very first thing was that you said to me as far as things that I should do for a blog post when I'm constructing it? The first thing you told me was whenever I was writing, how long should I make this? And your response was a good length is three to 400 words, 700 most. 
And from now on, whenever I'm writing my own blog article, if it's less than 200, it better have an infographic or a video with it because it's not long enough. Oh, yes, you're right. Gosh, I kind of forgot about some of the stuff. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. If it's under 300, you better you better pad it with something that will because it's essentially it's it's not necessarily the net total of words in my opinion okay um with the medium of of a blog it's actually time spent on a post so if they're not reading like if you do like you know 600 or 700 thousand word post and then you're adding videos and infographics like that's a robust thing that you just built okay like and that is good content i get that but for what we were doing at church mag with our style i mean this is not like there's only one way to do this i'm talking about how to having a cohesive style our cohesive cohesive style was an approximate amount of time on a post so if you have an infographic to study for a bit right then you don't need as many words, right? So then Jeremy would set it up and then let people go nuts. He'd ask them a question to maybe think about, right? Um, and then or same with the video. Uh, it was about the time spent on that blog post opposed to just the sheer quantity, yeah. I must say that picking up from like you and uh, uh, for a while from Allison as well, Eric, that the guidelines are like, super super helpful mm-hmm. um yeah i learned and i don't know if many people actually know that we actually have you know some yeah. guidelines and to give you a little bit of history because um, i'd certainly i yeah. mean lots of places have guidelines it's interesting lots of places have guidelines and i have guests written at uh some different places and they, i was never presented with guidelines i didn't know if they had them and kept them away from me and changed it like i'm not sure how that all went but i was inter- first introduced to guidelines um I was working with, it was probably, it was the 8-Bit Network at the time, and John, John Seddington had written or was submitting a post to Smashing Magazine. Uh, and he was like, Eric, I'm going to send you their writer's guidelines. He's like, in no way, shape, or form do I think that we should adopt all of this. I just want you to see how some other places do it, right? It's just This is just educational. Do with this as you want. Please don't adopt it all because this is like overwhelming. And he sent it to me and it was overwhelming. It was, if you printed it out on a piece of paper, it was three or four pages long of guidelines. It was super long and super detailed. And I combed through it and I, I picked out the things that seemed to make sense with our, with what we were trying to do. Um, and that's, that's the, that was the basis of the, the guidelines that we, you know, that then was passed on that, that you now have, um, that's where those were birthed from. So, so yeah, the, the, the guidelines are super helpful, especially in the multi, the multi-author blogs. If you're running that, create some guidelines and yeah. do it. I, I just, I actually had another thought just to go back one step. Hopefully this doesn't confuse anybody is how, um, I was thinking about, I was also still thinking about something you say that if that one of the things you wanted to make sure you're getting out of contributors or writers is, is the content and not necessarily them getting bogged down with, um, you know, with the things like formatting, for example, I'm actually thinking back about how I would write a post. Um, I'd read and kind of try and proofread it. And then I would also set aside some time to actually format or at least try some level of formatting. Um, I mean, partly because I cared about how it 
how it was presented. Not that others didn't. Oh yeah, I'm but, the same way. But, yeah, but I just, yeah, yeah. But I'm wondering to what extent that actually took away from me, uh, from me actually creating mm-hmm. other content. Well, let me let me split this out real quick right, first, Eric, because you. This is another thing you taught me was sometimes you just need to write and you need to stop thinking about it. From a, I mean, I asked. Let's be honest. I asked too many questions. Um, and so I was getting bogged down in the details. And many times you would just tell me, just write it and I will edit it for you. Don't worry yes. about those details. Let me just do that part of the job. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really, really informative for myself just to kind of recognize that that just needed to be said and done. Does that, I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, if if you're if you're looking after a multi-author blog and or you're you're looking and leaning on others providing content, that you need you need to give uh, you need to empower people to write right. You need to be able to kind of give them permission to set them to set them free. They can for you can you can encourage formatting to the degree of in in which it conveys meaning and communication right. Because, like, clearly, like, next paragraph or next line, whatever, like, you are trying to create creatively, like, maybe a rhythm, maybe something like that. That I totally get, right? That's just, to me, that's just writing. But, yeah, the formatting, like Jeremy's saying, um, you don't want people to worry about that. I I know I've started writing a post, and I started, (laughs) it's funny, when I'm writing a post, while I'm thinking about what I want to say next, I might actually start formatting it as I'm thinking through what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I'd be like, I really, What's wrong with I you? really need, I need, I think I want three headings and I think I just wrote what wow. should probably be my conclusion. I probably should segue between the intro and this, and then I'll yeah. like flip it around a little bit, kind of move it around as I'm kind of processing it. I, yeah. Yeah. Are you not move, just like moving the outline? Yeah, actually, moving like the entire on your outline. The actual, the actual point, which is the 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 H three heading, right? And then the content that went with that, I might would have moved it down, and what I just wrote, move it back up. So then I flip flopped it, and then I had then I edit the segues to make to make more sense. No, I mean, I do do that yeah. when I'm. I mean, I do that when I'm writing, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Like I form, I leave the final formatting to the end. I just, I've, I like make little. No, to me, it's part. Of, see, that's to me yeah. like the really difference. Be, again, pointing to that difference between writing and blogging uh-huh. is that you're thinking about, you know, how is this being ingested? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, how does this look yeah. like to the to the reader? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll start with As an well. outline, or I'd make a little mm-hmm. note and say this should be a heading, and then when I come back, mm-hmm. then I actually do the formatting itself. You know, and say, okay, I right. said this was going to be a heading. Now I'm making it a heading. You know. So um, I have sometimes gone back and added images in line, or YouTube videos in line, or sometimes I have them all. I have them ready ready ahead of time, and then as I'm writing, I then pick where when to drop them in. Like doing working both ends at the same time. But that's just as somebody who's creating and editing editing their own. Um, uh, and, and, and that is something you, you pointed that blessing there, there is a point of like sustainability where if you have somebody who's submitting blog posts to your blog, that it's a nightmare, like MailChimp is never written the same way every time, um, common misspellings or bad punctuation or like was, did they forget the period? Um, links are always 
not formatted wrong or they don't have links. Okay. Like when you're talking about a product and you don't link to it, what are you doing? Okay. So when, if you're, if you're running into that with people that are submitting, like, again, this is the catch 22, right? Like, do you want them, you want them to write, but at what point is it like drawing a lot of energy from the editor? Like there's, it's a balance. You have to kind of figure that out on your own. Right. Um, and so what I recommend, uh, blessing is there are multiple things that, that multiple tools that do this. And I can't think of the one that I used that was free and it would show you the changes. And I used to share these for about a year. I used to share it with you guys when I would edit it, I would share you the before and after, and it would show every edit. So, uh, on the screen, it would show your blog post, but then it would show everything that was edited. So you knew what was changed and, um, like grammar, yeah, grammar and spelling are like, okay, sometimes it's just taste with the grammar too, right? Um, but when it came to formatting, I was really hoping that some people would be like, wow, I keep doing that every time. I should take note. Even that didn't work. Probably a little bit too passive aggressive on my part. But um, if you really, if you, again, it's, it's like balance. Like how, what kind of editor you want to be? What kind of content are you um, you know, I'm just sharing, I've just shared some of my own experience. That's not like a template that everyone should follow, but ask yourself what kind of editor you want to be. If you want to help develop people as writers and early, earlier on in the church mag, my, the church mag life, uh, back in the day, um, that was one thing. That's one thing I thought, I thought I want to help people. I want to help people develop, you know, uh, and so then you might would want to outline what you changed and help them do better and, and that's at, the other at their thing craft. That I, uh, oh, there's so much that I'm pick, that I'm just thinking of, but let me slow down. I think so. I'm actually thinking about the church context, uh, ministry context. I remember struggling, mm-hmm. struggling. I mean, to get content out of people in so many different mm-hmm. contexts. Um, right. And when it comes, to, when it comes to that, then th- this, again, this is where like to be the awesome editor and figure out what's roadblocking everybody. Like for some people, it's like ideas. It's like, Oh, you have a shortage of ideas. Well, let me give yeah. you some and, because yeah. you have them as the editor. You have plenty of ideas, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Um, if you find it's, well, my spelling, Oh no, don't worry about yeah, spelling. Yeah. I yeah. have a program, actually. Mm-hmm. I use Grammarly. Mm-hmm. I'll just run it through there. I'll proofread it. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about any mm-hmm. any of those yeah. kind of things, and, right? And I don't think Grammarly picks it, but that's a whole other discussion. Um, <laughs> How about Grammarly yeah, good is good for part. me and not necessarily for actual writers? Right, yes. And I am one of those because I am not a writer. <laughs> right, me neither. Really? I'm, no, I'm not a writer. I, I, I'm a communicator, but uh-huh. I'm not a writer. <laughs> oh yeah yeah because i mean for me grammarly is i i'm like no no you are wrong i am right oh man grammarly <laughs> i uh... or, or you don't understand what i'm trying to do um, i usually assume or, grammarly's right in almost all yeah. of it's wrong about say. it's wrong about some of its comma uses I break that rule yeah, every time because yeah. if I'm saying red, uh-huh, white, uh-huh. and blue, you better believe I'm going to uh-huh. have a comma between my white and blue. I'm not doing uh, okay Oxford comma. Yeah, that Oxford. thing. <laughs> See, I don't okay. even know what these whole things are. are I'm, I'm no there? literary snob, that's for sure. 
<laughs> I, will, I will say that I think the biggest thing about the editor from what I've experienced on both ends, the little stuff that I've done. Yes. Cause you did it 78. Yeah. You did it at 78 P. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you're, you're a veteran to this too. Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah. I, I would say that the biggest thing is, is if you have the details kind of laid out in the structure of like how you want the blog post and you know, you feel confident in at least editing. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like most of the editor stuff is just working with the actual writers themselves to try to get them to write more content that works mm-hmm. within their own flavor. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys feel as far as the whole writing process, but I feel like that's the biggest thing. Well, when it, when it, when it comes to blogs, and I think in most contexts that we're referring to, you know, whether you're a church, ministry, nonprofit organization, whatever it may be, whatever it may be, and, you, and you're having a blog and you're getting mul- multiple authors submitting content, et cetera, et cetera, I think that that really is the key, Jeremy, what you've outlined. It isn't necessarily the technical. You can have the technical and you can have your editorial rules that really, at the end of the day, are really for you, not necessarily those that are writing for you. And whatever you can do, like I said, to help to help these people be awesome. That's what you want to do. Because in the end, it makes your job easier. Because I, I recall... And, and the more you do this, you'll learn this too, Blessing, and I know Jeremy's experienced it. It is easier to, it is easier to edit three blog posts than it is to write one all on your own. Okay, so it requires less labor, but also from the reader's perspective, it's also more enjoyable because they're getting new perspectives. They're getting different voices. They're getting different style. So it's like a win-win-win for everybody involved. Here's a question that I have um, in terms of, so we've been talking about like just handling the blog post itself. And then Eric, you mentioned uh, earlier the mosaic that you were very conscious of and that everybody writes different and um you know we all express things differently and um so i just the last blog post i actually edited i think you'll see i scheduled last night uh, jeremy was okay. jeremy's and i noticed jeremy speaks or writes a certain way and and then i've got eric and then allison who's like i wish she'd write like a ton ton more because <laughs> she's a very good she's writer. a very good writer um and but everybody's different and mm-hmm. one of the things that i i try that i'm you know learning or, or trying or feeling my way still is is um i've got the post i'm going through the post in the bigger picture so now i'm not editing the post itself but i'm also just thinking how does this sit within the bigger picture does that make sense? Because there are some Absolutely. pieces where I think, does this set the direction or the course of the bigger thing in any way? Um, well, yes, know? and that's a catch-22 blessing mm-hmm. because there's different there's different levels to that. You can look at the week, mm-hmm. the month, the year, yeah. et cetera, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, your week-to-week, we I always refer to like as a meal. Right. So you have like your meat portion, which is your Tuesday post. Uh, Monday is a little bit light. It's healthy. Your, your, your Monday's healthy. Usually, usually it's healthy. It thought it might be lighter. Always thought provoking, you know, nothing goofy. Usually um, Wednesday again, like, you know, your hearty, you know, like your mashed potatoes, for instance, Thursday, you know, maybe a little sweet potato casserole, a little sweet, but still nutritious. And Friday, 
Friday, you know, Saturday, definitely you're talking about some possible dessert options. Um, maybe some candy, you know, Sunday after dinner, man. You know, so like that's kind of how I looked at the week was, um, in fact, that's what we would call like a fun post. Jeremy calls them like a fun post, right? Uh, we, we would call that candy. Those, that's your candy post, right? Um, too much candy and it, you know, it rots the thing out. It's not healthy, but no candy and who wants to eat or go there? Like nobody, right? And so it was kind of like a meal. Now, as far as the bigger picture goes, um, that really gets into your kind of a regular diet. You know, not every week you're going to have like roast beef, right? Some weeks your meat's going to be a ham sandwich. Nothing fancy, just a ham sandwich. It's meaty, but it's certainly no, you know, big Sunday dinner, right? And so um, that was kind of... Okay, now I'm getting hungry. Now, now it was kind of our kind of kind of how I, I viewed all of that. Okay, so okay, that was my point that I had that I wanted to share with you. Blessing is when you view it that way, um, it's the, yeah, there, there's the pressure of you know what direction are we going, right? What what direction is Church Mag going? You know, every step counts, etc. At the same time, when you look at the big picture, a little step too far to the left or too far to the right or however um, isn't earth shattering like it's easily corrected it's really no big deal right so you have a whole week and nothing really big drops that's really meaty like no big deal it's okay you know that'll happen next week and so it it, it it's, it's a very empowering thing it takes the pressure off and it empowers you when you when you view when you view as an editor when you view what you're what you're putting out there on your blog it's a very empowering thing like and that. and so um if I'm just, yeah, okay. Wait, I'm just going to let that sit. <laughs> okay. That, I mean, I, I this is being helpful for me, you know, so uh, because I think a lot of my thinking kind of happens in my head. Um, and then... Right. And that's another, that's a really good point too, Blessing. If you, if you are an editor um, of of a multi-author blog, you know, talk to some people, get feedback, get feedback from your team, your writers, right? They're the one contributing to it anyway, get their feedback and see what they, what they think. I mean, if you recall some of the back channel conversations that we had, I don't know is that anyone could be like, Oh, Eric always says what Jeremy says, or he says what this person says. It usually was like a interesting culmination of it all. Or it was like, you know, one of you guys would have an idea and like, I don't know if that's a good idea. I could be wrong. Just try it. Like, let's just see what happens. All right, just blog it, man. Let's just see what happens. Just a blog. Don't take this so seriously, guys. Like, you got a nonprofit organization. I realize that you, there's a certain standards. There's a certain, the stakes may seem pretty high, but just, just calm down for a second and realize it is just a blog. Okay? So just, you know, just keep it, keep it in check, people. It's still just a blog. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I would also say be intentional about what it is, not necessarily from a be serious standpoint, but like okay. I know several different places that I would write for do blog articles and to ask about a blogging guidelines. They were like, uh -huh. I don't know. And so I literally yeah. share what Eric has already. And they're like, 
can yeah. we just take this? And I'm like, yes, just take, take it. it. But just take it. think about like yeah. what you're doing. It's a public URL. And have this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we can even link to our blog. Uh, what what do you call? It? I mean, our, blog yeah, trishmag forward slash guidelines. Yeah. It's right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, in any way that this can be helpful for people, I think, uh, you know, there are lots of churches that could even be struggling with um, with that or organizations mm-hmm. that don't even know where to start. Yeah, because um, honestly, and, and if, also, if you're an editor yeah. and you don't think of the gui- don't think of the guidelines as I'm going to share this with everybody right away. No, I'll be frank mm-hmm. with you. The guidelines are for you, the editor. Yeah, that's who uses yep. them the most. Is you so mm-hmm. the, the, the creating yeah. the the guidelines is, is as important to you as it is anybody else. Mm-hmm. I would also yeah. say that I think that um, the stuff that you do for whatever you're blogging about is really important, and just make it authentic. Um, yes. Like I, I think about um, writing church and mental health stuff. Um, I don't. I won't be doing much pushback on that website. There will be very little to just be kind of, here's the information, here's what you guys need to know. And here's some of my like biggest worries and concerns and frustrations. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of be that. I'm not going to push and shame and frustrate yeah. and all that stuff. But at the same time, like when I write for the church and mental health stuff, um, or even some other websites, I've had conversations with people about don't use scare tactics. There's too many times within talking about faith and mental health that that's what gets the issues going and people run away from it so like if i talk about anxiety i'm not going to say you need to do mental health stuff because otherwise you're going to be just running and it's probably true but it it doesn't come across well with text and and in the speech that i would use i would put it that way and so i think whatever those things are whether you're talking about youth ministry and just having fun and stuff and like trying to relate to teenagers or if you're um, uh, more of a discipleship pastor or whatever your ministry is, bring that authenticity into the into the actual blog articles. And like we've already said, have your own unique voice in this, but don't try to dear journal today. I, I feel like that kind of just takes away from this stuff too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah. there you have it. Uh, being an editor of a multi-author blog, it is certainly not for the faint of heart, but if you if you put the right the right pieces in place, it will be amazing, right? It is dangerous to go alone. You can accomplish so much more as a team. You know all the cliches when it comes to teamwork and everything else. And you know what? It's true. It really is true. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting Church Mag Online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message. And be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag Podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. So for those listening at my work, hello. I'm giving you a call out and saying I hear you. So hello. <laughs> Shout out. The, Shout out to your so, peeps. So I had written an article on how I used my mental. You don't have to use this part, but I had used an article um, on how my church was incorporating mental health into our church, and it kind of went. Um, it got like a couple thousand views just from like literally our own area. Tons of people were reading it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like if you drill down into analytics, it's like this huge bubble over Ohio. Uh-huh. Wow. And 
And so one of my coworkers got a hold of it the same day that my company featured me as like one of the people starting up the uh, co-occurring, the mental health and substance use program. And so they're like, okay, well, we're going to dig in and see what else he's doing online. And then they found church back in the podcast. And I'm just sitting here like writing my notes for my counseling sessions because I got to put them in to build to Medicaid. And all of a sudden (laughs) I hear the beginning of the church Mac podcast. And I'm like, oh, snap. (laughs) And, And it's one of those like initial like, embarrassments what's going on yeah. kind of things but then yeah. i walk in and i'm like what are you li-? like i just kind of <laughs> what are you listening to i heard that and so i just got a little embarrassed and i thought it was funny too so that's amazing like, oh i promise i i won't share anymore I'm like i'm not worried about that i just don't like my clients <laughs> and my personal information so just don't share with them i know right like you know you, you can you can see the analytics and you can see the numbers and you can be like okay you know these many people listen to the podcast or read a blog yeah. post or whatever and yeah. it's just numbers but it's that moment that you're face to face with somebody else oh, that yeah. you're like oh whoa yeah. like it's the yeah. one person it yeah. isn't the 300 it isn't yeah. the 100,000 right. it isn't yeah. it isn't any of those it's the one person which yeah. is just like how our blogger yeah. comments are yeah. right it's that one person that leaves exactly. that one comment that's like mm. oh why yeah <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, shout like, out to I, I, all I tell them. you guys. Yeah. Shout out to all the peeps, y'all. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on Buzzsprout.com. Mm-hmm.